Microsoft spent a lot of money and they launched some new hardware. But before we get started, I want to give a big shout out to my friends over at Devolutions for helping sponsor today's podcast and my friends over at itpro.tv. If you go to itpro.tv slash Sam's, you can get a free coupon offer up to 30% off for Sam's Report listeners. Big shout out to them for making today's podcast possible. And Microsoft spent a lot of money this week, like a lot of money, not just like, eh, no, like they committed to spending $19.7 billion to buy Nuance. Now, the more I hear about this and the more I dig in, um, I think we can begin to understand. Microsoft strategy. Now, last year, Microsoft launched what they called the the health cloud, if you will. And so what this allows or what it is, is a bundle of services designed for the healthcare industry. It's a vertical cloud for Microsoft. Now, Nuance fits really nicely into this. If you've ever gone to the doctor and you've seen him talking into a microphone saying how good your cholesterol is, We'll just pretend that's what they say. Uh, how good your cholesterol is. That is more than likely nuance, potentially, use some of their technology making that happen. Now, what, what I believe Microsoft is going to do here is they're going to go to all these companies, which is where nuance primarily makes their money, and be like, look, you're using uh, nuance here. That's part of our Microsoft healthcare cloud. Why don't you adopt our other, suites, our other suite of services? And now you can use the full Microsoft stack and have security and have teams and everything else. It's just all part of a bundle. Um, I think, I, like, I know I'm sort of like slyly rolling through that but i really think that's what they're going to do nuance has very deep trench or claws into the healthcare industry a place microsoft has honestly probably had some trouble cracking into they've had many different initiatives not really any major success and so i think by buying nuance they're just going to be walking in and nuance has a very good product uh and i think microsoft is going to do quite well um, trying to bundle this and bring those other companies from using other platform collaboration tools to using microsoft because now that they're paying for nuance they'll also maybe get teams for free and then from there maybe they can sell them on SharePoint or maybe Viva or who knows what else they're going to be able to upsell them on to sort of bring those companies maybe holistically into the Microsoft uh, you know ecosystem and push out some of those competitors that Microsoft has had trouble dealing with in the past and so not to mention they get a ton of patents and IP technology don't forget Nuance helped create uh, I don't want to say it or well Siri um, on the iOS and so Nuance is probably the premier voice technology company. Microsoft has invested billions of dollars to build up their own uh, stack and services and it's clear that they thought that Nuance was worth the acquisition and so they've committed to spending $19.7 billion. Uh, that's about 16-ish in cash and they're assuming $3 billion in outstanding debt that Nuance has. So that's a, that's a big play uh, of some dollars. Also launched this week, Microsoft pushed out a whole bunch of hardware, got a bunch of written content and all that, but real quick recap, we got the Surface Laptop 4 that has Intel 11th Gen and AMD 4000 series uh, CPUs and GPUs, or GPUs are, te are technically 4000 series, but whatever, 4000 uh, Ryzen chips. I have an R7 with 16 gigs of RAM here at my house with that has amazingly uh, and quite happily eight cores and 16 threads on a laptop, which is just wonderful. Um, more on that here in the next next coming weeks. Um, they also announced uh, two headsets for Teams. These are wired and wireless, 49 and 99 bucks respectively. And so these is, Microsoft is calling these like modern headsets, which I think is maybe a, a step down potentially from like Surface in terms of quality. Don't quote me on that, but that's kind of how it feels. These are very clearly team certified headsets and they're designed for, I'm assuming things like call centers or where you need to deploy to a lot of your employees headsets. And this is a, a, an effective way to do it with team certified stuff. Uh, the service headphones two, which now are the two plus, or I should say two plus are available, comes with a dongle. You've heard me talk a lot about dongles. That's what I was really referring to is this dongle for the service headphones two plus. 
only available at education and business customers, but it makes them team certified. Certified also has a Teams button on it as well. Uh, $2.99, and those are available here soon. Other big things this week, Patch Tuesday, make sure you're patching your stuff. But the reason why I'm pointing this out, I don't always talk about Patch Tuesday, is that there are more Exchange server patches out that need to be patched. Hafnium was a massive cataclysmic event in the industry for IT pros. There are more patches out. Now, Microsoft is saying that these aren't, they don't believe, at least as of right now, these are actively being exploited. Um, also being announced alongside this is that the FBI actually had to go in and patch people's servers as well. Companies either couldn't do it or just were negligent, and so they got some court orders and went in and like patched these servers to stop these attacks. Kind of, kind of crazy to think that's how bad and how far down the rabbit hole um, this exploit was traveling. Um, if you use Teams and you're an IT pro and you want to shove a Teams background to everybody in your org. It's going to be behind the uh, advanced communication license. I don't understand why Microsoft is doing this. While webinars are free to do with Teams, which is, and webinars are typically like lead gen or like customer education, you'd think they put that behind the license. But if you want to have uh, a, a distributed Teams background that is just selectable for everybody, um, that is going to be behind a license. It, it, this feels really weird. I don't know why they're doing this, but you know, Microsoft loves their licenses for weird and quirky things. And so if you want to preload a bunch of wallpapers that are, you know, org approved, it's going to cost you an additional license. So doesn't, doesn't quite make sense in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Dell also announced this week that they're spinning off VMware. This is not surprising. Dell and EMC and all that stuff kind of came together. And I think the plan all along was to eventually spin them off. But VMware going solo, again, I'm sure Dell is going to be able to cash out uh, as they do this. And they say companies will still be you know, synergistic and all that stuff. But whatever. Uh, they're spinning out VMware. It will once again be its own independent thing. Um, slightly out of show notes order, but here we go. Uh, Windows 10 timeline. They are making changes to that for the desktop. Now, one of the benefits or features of timelines that hey like all your activity history synced across devices which for somebody like myself who jumps around from like service laptop 4 to the service book 3 and, and different things that's really helpful um in some extent but that feature is going away just the sync now there was some confusion about this based on the wording in the blog post but it looks like it's just the sync between devices your local timeline feature will continue to work but your syncing across devices doesn't work so if you really use that, that's a bummer. Um, I think Microsoft is just leaving it in there, turning off the sync because like there's probably minimal overhead to keeping it in there, but obviously sync requires some back end, back end work and functionality. And I'm guessing that they had the data to show that it just honestly wasn't really being used. Um, Google Earth has a really cool new feature now. It allows you to effectively travel 30 years through history and it, it kind of shows you how things have evolved over the past 30 years. It's a pre pretty neat little tool. Also, Apple is holding an event next week. I believe it's on Tuesday, uh, somewhere around there. And so be on the lookout for Apple having a new event. Those are always fun to watch, um, even just from the hilarity of how Apple tells you that they are reinventing the wheel for the 17th time and that this 17th time is the best iteration of the wheel. Uh, but just be on the lookout for that. Other things you should be on the lookout for are my friend from, comes from my friends over at itpro.tv. As we sort of navigate through this work from home world, uh, it's a great time to upskill yourself. And what does that mean? That means get up to date on the latest technologies. 
training yourself, doing, you know, just making yourself more aware and educated about what's going on. And IT Pro TV has a great platform for it. It doesn't feel so much like you're sitting there and just getting talked to. It feels more interactive. It feels like they're talking with you and working through you. It's, it's a really good platform for trying to educate yourself during these interesting times that we're living in. And if you go to itpro.tv slash Sam's, you can find a 30% off coupon offer and big shout out to them for helping make today's podcast possible. So itpro.tv slash Sam's. You'll find links on the YouTube description and on, on the post page as well to make that jump just a little bit easier. Now, on the gaming side, there wasn't a ton of gaming news out this week, but there's a couple of things that are floating around that I think are definitely worth discussing. Uh, first off, Microsoft is rolling out a new flight simulator update, which is going to just add some more visual fidelity to uh, some European destinations. But the one thing I honestly kind of, I didn't forget about it, but I just forgot that it's still happening, is we're getting closer to that Xbox release of Flight Sim. I think this is going to be huge and honestly probably going to be the way I play it most. Um, while I would love to get a complete setup I, I, on my PC upstairs, my primary gaming desktop um i still just enjoy the xbox and I actually play it with an xbox controller right now because i haven't invested in the whole uh flight yoke system for my desktop and um yeah so i'm, I'm it just kind of reminded me it's like yes that's coming this summer and obviously it's going to be part of game pass which is just going to make game pass just even better and so microsoft continues to invest heavily into game pass um square enix or edix depending on which youtube video you watch for pronunciation I'm just kidding uh, square enix uh there was rumors out from bloomberg that they were getting multiple acquisition offers. Now, the company has come out and said, hey, that is not accurate. Uh, we haven't received any. So the, I believe Bloomberg were citing like banking sources. So here's sort of my my hedge as to what might be happening. It wouldn't surprise me potentially if they're raising funds, right? If they're trying to do another series of investment rounds to build out another studio or something like that, uh, that would make a lot more sense. Typically when you hear companies trying to get capital like that, it's assumed that it's acquisition, but often have look at um, the Flight Sim Studio. They just raised a bunch of money as well. Wouldn't surprise me to see this company doing that as well, building out more robust gaming stations or gaming stations, gaming studios or offices, or just bringing on more employees to help get games across the finish line faster. Something along that lines or potentially building out for new platforms. I'm wondering if this might be, you know, this is, this is me, green sky, green field thinking, not necessarily accurate information, but maybe they're looking at doing more with Xbox and they need more people on board. And so they're raising funds so that they can sell their products on Game Pass or something like that. That's the super optimistic way of thinking about it. Um, but I'm not quite sure if that is accurate. We'll have to wait and see if they do raise additional funding. And if so, then that would bring the story completely full circle as to Bloomberg hearing, hey, they're trying to raise more, they're doing something with banks and the banks are actually just navigating and helping them raise funding. So we will see uh, what comes up out of that. There's also, I believe Dbrand is now offering some skins for your Xboxes if you are into that sort of thing. Uh, they are not sponsoring that. It's just, if you want to skin your box, um, you can, because they did release uh, like limited edition skins along with Microsoft uh, for the new Surface hardware. So um, you can you can take a look at that. Actually, the cover image uh, from this video, if you will, was a, a skin. It's like original by design is the new Surface tagline. And so that's where that image came from. If you are curious and things you might be curious come from my friends over at Devolutions. Here's a quick message before we transition to the questions of the week. Remote Desktop Manager helps you centralize, manage, and secure access to remote connections, tools, and passwords on a single platform. Streamline your daily workflow with powerful automation tools and securely launch remote sessions without even seeing the credentials. No more pesky sticky notes with passwords on them. 
All right, diving into the questions of the week. The first one comes from Paul Gatha, and they ask, if Microsoft would ever buy a company like Stardoct um, or ShareX, because these companies are pretty well entrenched into the sort of customization of Windows, and the only one I can honestly see them potentially buying would be Stardock. Uh, Stardock has sells a suite of customized serviceable software for uh, Windows 10. Actually, if you missed like what they called sets back in the day that added tabs to literally everything, um, Stardock has a solution that allows you to do that. You can add tabs to anything. They have skidding software, they have fences, they have a ton of just Windows 10 customization tools and software. Um, I'm actually, I know, I know the owner Brad Wardell um, quite well. And so it wouldn't like I've always wondered if they would buy them just because they're one of the few companies out there that can do the, the, the customizations of Windows 10 and do it well. But so far, uh, I mean, Stardock's been around for a while and um, I haven't seen Brad <laughs> flying to Redmond lately. So I don't know if it's actually going to happen. And I don't know, honestly, why Microsoft, I don't want to say I don't know why Microsoft would. I mean, it's pretty obvious if they want some easy customization tools, that's a, you know, write a check, get it done sort of thing. But Microsoft is doing something with Sun Valley, which we will see here hopefully in the near-ish future. And I think Microsoft really just wants to roll their own at this point, and they're not looking to just buy companies that can do customization stuff. Um, I mean, like, it, a lot of the stuff is free. Like, ShareX is free. Taskbar X is free. Um, and those are two great tools that allow you to customize Windows. So there you go. Uh, Tourniquet, Tourniquet says... Uh, how does a laptop four compare in terms of performance, especially in terms of graphical performance to the service book three? So I just put up a post yesterday. I haven't, I can't remember what the 3d mark score of the surface book three is, but I can almost guarantee that the graphical performance on the service book three is probably better than the surface laptop four because this thing has a dedicated GPU. Whereas the, I believe the surface laptop four is all a system on a chip. And so there's system on a chips have their place. They're just not, they're not designed for graphical, um, prowess, if you will. And so I would expect that the Service Book 3 would outperform the GPU performance uh, pretty healthily. Uh, and this says, did you hear anything about a Surface Book 4? How are the chances that it'll also offer replaceable SSD? Uh, can we expect any major changes for the Surface Book 4? So there's going to be some stuff this fall when it comes to the... So so this is where I, where I don't know if it's going to be called the Surface Book. I don't I don't know if we've seen the end of this line or not. Microsoft is working on um, some new quote-unquote high-end Surface hardware, and I don't know if it's going to fall into the Surface Book family uh, is what I'm not sure about. So there's going to be some new Surface hardware in the fall, um, and I think we're going to likely see the uh, an updated Surface Pro, like the Surface Pro 8, but with the new design. Um, I think that's I think that's going to be coming. I think we might also see an updated at like higher end surface and so you know these things are still fluid and i'm not completely sure about all this stuff yet um but there you go that is about as hot as it gets when it comes to surface rumors for uh the fall uh usman says what would microsoft's role with ar do they want to be an iphone and android of the ar world headset so microsoft's role is to own the enterprise applications for like hololens is it um, they just landed that massive military contract or the department of defense contract and so they, they cleaned up, I shouldn't say they cleaned up, uh, you know, they won that market and, and that is where Microsoft wants to be. Will they ever make a consumer headset? I'm not saying they won't. Uh, Microsoft traditionally has not had much success in the consumer markets. They have had a lot of success in the enterprise world. And it looks like that success is continuing. It's hard and expensive to build these HoloLenses down to a point that is palatable for most consumers. I mean, you could build one of these for the consumer world, but what consumers are going to be paying $1,500 for a head computer? Yes, there is absolutely 
absolutely a demographic for that. But I mean, look at people's uh, reaction to like things like the Quest from Facebook and the AR VR stuff that's already available that requires a PC or just a, you know a non a, basically screens in front of your face. Um, those are a couple hundred bucks and they don't sell in like massive volume. So for Microsoft to have a home run, they've really got to hit the technology, which they're getting there. Like they have some really good technology, but to getting it down to that price point is tough. And Microsoft has already proven that they can sell these things in the enterprise space. They've already landed a that huge DOD contract. And I think that's where we're going to see Microsoft stay for a while. Some people are going to say, ah, it's a, it's a shame they're not going down into the consumer space, but I don't think the timing is right. And I don't know... I don't want to say Microsoft would never do it because that would be wrong, uh, a bad assumption. But they're primarily focused on, hey, this is where we make money. This is where we can offer the most value. This is where the tool makes sense for today. And so um, we all know that Apple is going to announce one. Google will too. I'm sure Facebook is working on one as well. Um, but where is that going to land? You know, Microsoft could effectively, let's just, this isn't verbatim or fact. This is just more speculation. But Microsoft could say like, look, we don't care about the consumer world and just own the enterprise. And they would make it, in my opinion, probably a ton more money than they ever would in the consumer space uh, with that technology. So Jay Wolf says, uh, any idea what kind of collaboration Microsoft and Nintendo are have been cooking up? Uh, if the recent, recent rumors are to be to believe, I have heard that they have been chatting. I was expecting what I had heard was something this fall, but I, I don't have much weight or gravitas behind that. These things could be very minor. Um, just I, we don't know the scale. This is not Microsoft buying uh, Nintendo by any means. So I have heard that they're talking, but that's not surprising. First off, they're both like geographically, like at least their North American offices are, are you know, quote unquote next to each other. So uh, we already know that Phil has a lot of respect for what Nintendo does. And he's already proven that he is willing to open the door for unique collaborations. And so, you know, I, I would say anything's a, a Anything is an option, but acquisition would be too far, I think, of an option, um, at least as of right now. So way to contradict myself uh, in one sentence. I'm really good at doing that. Alvarado says, hey, Brad, hey, hear any insights from the Xbox team about when they will catch up from demand for the Series X? The semiconductor shortage teams will really be messing with new console sales. It's messing with more than new console sales. Uh, NVIDIA also announced this week that getting their graphics card is going to be difficult for a long time, meaning they expect, I think, most of this year it's going to be tough to get it. So, uh, yeah, it, getting a, a Series X or S is going to be challenging. you got to be looking for when things become available i try to tweet out when i hear about a company or like gamestop or whoever um getting getting availability and so that's going to be your best bet when is thing when are things going to subside microsoft originally thought by about the end of june but i haven't heard if that has changed at all clearly microsoft knows when they're expecting uh, a lot of demand or not of demand but actual units to arrive they are still coming over like coming as they coming around, I'm physically, my, literally in my head thinking like a ship coming across the ocean. Uh, they are still arriving on store shelves. It's just the, the supply is constrained, not just for the consoles, but the entire industry. The auto industry is completely screwed up uh, about this as well. And so there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Seeker says, any idea when the Intel NUC 11 Pro kits will be available and the best place for me to buy one? Um, I actually do not know. Uh, NUC kits, oh, gosh. I always thought nut kits came out like three months after the chip launches. Um, so I would expect them to be like around now, actually, if I remember correctly. But I, I don't have any insight. That's just me trying to remember some of the past. Um, so good luck. Uh, those things are typically pretty popular. 
Uh, Mr. PKI says, it seems like the Surface line has so many models. It is hard to determine which model to choose. Am I the only one who gets confused, Mr. PKI? Are you the one? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, have you I have you tried the Laptop Go? No, I have not tried the Laptop Go, actually. That was when Microsoft wasn't sending me stuff. You know, water under the bridge, I think. Um, it seems like it'd be a great replacement for consumers who are used to have an old Surface 3 that have died out. Yeah, so the Surface Laptop Go, I think, is actually a really, really good entry-level device for the most people. So the Surface Go is a good product, but I don't think... Like, when you look at the, the Surface lineup, there's, like, the Surface Pro and the Surface Laptop. I tell most people to buy the Surface Laptop. Now that the Surface Laptop Go is out, when compared to, like, the Surface Go or the Surface Laptop Go, I tell people to get the Surface Laptop Go. You're going to have a better experience. Now, I think what he's alluding to here, Mr. PKI is alluding to, is that the Surface Laptop now has, like, a, a wide... It, it used to be pretty limited. It's like, hey, if you have 1500 bucks, this is what you get. Um, now it's like, you have 1500 bucks. It's like, do you want an Intel version? Do you want an AMD version? Do you want a 13-inch version? Do you want a 15-inch version? Microsoft has kind of slowly moved into that OEM space where they just have a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, is it making people confusing to choose? I think the most confusing thing to choose right now for most people is going to be whether they grab the Intel version or the AMD version. Microsoft has made that choice. They haven't given a clear reason why you would choose one or the other. They did do some price differentiation. So like if you have exactly 1500 bucks, there's only, I believe, one model. But if you have like 1400 to 1600 then you're looking at like three different models. So uh, that is one thing that they haven't done clearly saying, hey, why buy Intel or why buy AMD? Uh, Sydney2k says, in the spirit of Mr. PK, I thought I'd throw you a fun question. With the news of the Surface Laptop 4 this week, I'd like to ask what you think would come out of an Xbox team designed a Surface device. What would it look like? What would be on the inside of the device? So here's an interesting thought. What if the Surface team and Xbox team did do a collab and they put the Xbox Series S, like innards, inside of a laptop? Like inside, so you could actually play like real Xbox stuff on a laptop. I think that would be pretty cool. I don't foresee this happening, uh, mostly because it'd be a lot of engineering effort, and they would, you know, be adding a significant amount of overhead, at least three hundred bucks to uh, at minimum to a laptop for something like that. And I'm not sure that you would get a ton of performance because they could probably make the arguments like, hey, you should use cloud gaming and that's whatever. But I think like a one-off or like a limited run of a laptop, like a premium gaming laptop from Microsoft that has a Series S board in it would be an awesome sort of crossover, make it a nice green color. Microsoft hasn't really ever dabbled in the gaming PC world. Like they have the Surface Book 3, which is high, high end, but the processor isn't great for gaming just because it's always their mobile iteration and the GPU. And, and they haven't really said, hey, we're building a gaming PC. I think it would be pretty cool if they built a, a gaming PC that had the Series S board in it so you could play genuine Xbox games um, and then also play actual PC games if you really wanted to. It'd be a fun, it'd be a fun little event, I think, or a fun little product. Robodoc says, uh, about the Nuance question or acquisition, would the Nuance tech, being, would the Nuance tech be used in Cortana 2.0, say 2.0 being the integration in all Microsoft apps? Um, it, it, I don't want to say it would not be used, but micro, there is no quote-unquote like Cortana 2.0. It's more like all this voice tech stuff is now just sort of built in already. And so I think we've I've seen documentation that refers to like the Microsoft Assistant. I think that's more so just talking about being able to use voice inside of any application rather than having like just one, you know, the, the Cortana experience that can, ta can touch all of the application. So will it be used in Microsoft's voice stack? Absolutely. Is there going to be a Cortana 2.0? I'm pretty sure there will not be. 
MM McCypher says, seeing the rumors of the Samsung Galaxy Fold 3, including stylus work for my insanity segment, uh, any chance that Microsoft will make up uh, for a Surface Laptop 4 by getting back into the bold and in the multiple screen market this year? Any intent on plans to launch a Surface Studio 3 with actual competitive specs or a Surface Studio monitor? Surface Studio monitor does exist, but I don't know when it's coming. Um, Microsoft, okay, so... I believe you're referring to the Surface Neo, which has been canceled, um, unfortunately. I, I was having a thought, too. I was, I was wondering, if they launched the Surface Neo and the Duo today, which would sell better? I'd actually be willing to bet the Surface Neo might sell better than the Surface Duo. I mean, the Duo would probably have the price competitive advantage, but I think a Surface Neo would be more compelling, in, in my opinion, than the Surface Duo. Um, I don't know if Microsoft is going to go crazy in the folding segment, but we will see. Uh, and then Surface Studio 3, again, does exist, but I don't know when they're launching it. Microsoft has, again, this really rich history of just launching product when they have older specs. Like, I mean, you can look at the Surface Laptop 4 with the 4000 series. I wish they would have gone with the 5000 series, but, you know, I guess we'll live to see another day. Uh, JMBCK says, I saw Intune drop support for IE11. Do you think my, even Microsoft hasn't announced an end date for IE that will slowly kill it through incompatibilities? I think they will absolutely kill it through slowly incompatibilities. Um, I think Microsoft keeps IE around strictly for those intranet sites in the large enterprises that absolutely require it. And that's it. They're going to say, use this app only for that. And that is it. Don't touch it with any of our other stuff because we're just slowly pulling it out. I think you're exactly right. And then Lyndon Hartston, uh, Lynn Hartston, I, I, I here we are, uh, Chris, uh, I recognize you. Uh, is Microsoft even going to attempt a redesign or revamp of their primary server devices, excluding the X? It seems like they are an endless cycle of slow iterations with internal improvements at best. I, you are spot on. I would be looking for this fall because I think we'll get that updated Surface Pro. Uh, I also think we're going to see a, a, I don't know if it's a Surface Book or some sort of higher end Surface update uh, as well. At least that is what I've been hearing um, for the past couple months. We will see what actually ships this fall so that being said guys what a what a crazy kind of week and other crazy things you should be paying attention to i want to give a big shout out to my friends over at devolutions and itpro.tv go to itpro.tv slash sams for a 30 percent coupon off offer and that wraps it up for this week guys um been a kind of crazy week with hardware launches acquisitions and everything else hopefully you had a wonderful friday or have a wonderful friday and a wonderful weekend and we'll catch all of you right back here next time